At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, President of Outlines Venture Group and Managing Director at the Sibylla Masters Fund and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibylla Masters Fund. Jillian is the co-founder of both Moz and Brett Approved, a global speaker and contributing author to numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investing. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com and masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. What's in your mind today? Hi. Um, I'm kind of excited. Now we have a masters.vc, so first time we're announcing that. Um, so today live. I want to... It's live and ready to view. I know. It's so exciting. So uh, it's, it's just... It's always exciting to launch a new website. Anyway, um, today I'd like to talk about raising capital. So how is the question we get off, you know, most often asked. And let's talk about how to kind of hack and leapfrog that process. So today we're going to call it success hacks for raising capital. Now, okay. there are lots of resources out there that's going to tell you all about what you need to put in your pitch and all of that for the decks for the seeds and the series A and all of that, right? Um, and we have actually a good one. Uh, do you want to put that into our Facebook page? Absolutely. I, I will do that. Okay. It's called uh, 13 points that you'll need to raise your series A. And it comes from nfx.com. Uh, so it's their funding checklist. But because the devil is always in the details, I thought we'd uh, share some hacks and tips about optimizing the efforts you're going to have to make and getting your documents in order, uh, get that capital raise going and so on. 
So the best part about these tips is they're going to serve you before and well after your capital raise. So let's get going on these things. How about number one, Anne? Number one, success hack number one, research. You want to research your pitch recipient and customize for everyone. One size never fits all. I totally agree. This is definitely not the spray and pray process, right? So I figure if uh, most of our startups don't have uh, cash for the CRMs, Excel spreadsheets do it, right? Oh, yeah. Love, gotta love your Excel spreadsheets. Yep, yep. So I figure many unicorn companies and near unicorn companies, they've used these good old Excel sheets to get this job done. Here's what I suggest. You list the names of all the people you want to contact, and then there's going to be lots of columns to the right. You enter everything you know about them. Link to resources online about uh, anything you can find about them, what they invest in, what other projects they've done, what they're known for, and what they're not interested for. Um, if they were founders, who were the co-founders? Just keep going. Everything about these people. Of course, you want their email addresses and the phone numbers. But the deal is you have to customize your entry levels and your entire pitch deck to the person you're talking to. If you don't and you don't know who you're talking to, you're just one in such a sea of so many, your chances of raising capital is significantly lower. So that's our hack number one. You can leapfrog. And to, to put a bow on that one, I'll just say that we know that good communication is meeting people where they are. Yeah, good way to put it. So what's success hack number two? Templates. Now, ah. templates sounds terribly tedious, doesn't it? But Well, less tedious than having to do it every single time. Exactly. Exactly my point. Yeah. So here's the deal. I would just say create the templates. You do it for consistency and you do it for speed. You customize every single communication and pitch to meet those specific interests of the recipient, as we said above. So you're going to need a deck for every stage and every type of presentation you make. So sometimes you'll need to customize for a particular individual specific interests, um, you know, whatever they focus on, a corporate fund, a very specific interest or requirement and so on. When corporations fund, they come to it because there's a, you know, what's in it for them. We kind of get what's in it for the VCs. They are investing capital from a pot and they want it back and so on. Corporate funds are a little different. They have a specific angle they're going to be interested in. Don't forget to focus on those things when you pitch to them. So there's going to be initial and follow-up emails. There's going to be decks for angels, uh, and they have different foci and interests and so on. There's going to be decks for VCs. Then there are decks for live presentations, and different. And those are different than the ones you're going to email out. The stuff you email out, those have lots and lots and lots of pieces of information. So usually we say bullets kill kittens, don't use them. So no bullet points, right? But in this case, you're going to put a lot of information on a single slide. When you pitch in person, that's quite different. That's when you put up a single graph or image and all of the words you speak are enhanced by the visual reinforcement of what you're showing people. That's a different game. Make sure that your decks are customized every time. And can I put in a plug for uh, making your bullets scannable because what you're trying to do with a, a deck that you are sending out, that's the one I meant, not the one you're presenting. Deck you're sending out, you're trying to get the meeting. And so that deck, you want to make the information quickly scannable on the slides, even if there is a lot of it, so that the points come up very fast because the people you're sending these to are busy. 
That's right. So headlines, subheads, bullet points, scannable, lots of white space if you can. Uh, you don't want to send, however, you know, 150 slides. Um, I do that kind of thing when I make a live presentation because I click through every two to five, maybe six seconds. Um, you can do that kind of thing because it's images. Can't really do that with a deck you're going to email someone. They're going to look at it and go, no way I'm going through that and they won't open it. Nice. So make sure that you have somewhere between say 10 and 15 slides. You're going to have to put more info per slide. You want just enough information to get them to give you the meeting. You don't have to explain everything, just enough to get the meeting. Next one, what's our success hack number three? Number three, organize. Ah, uh, <laughs> more like the templates, right? Organize, organize, and organize. So fundraising takes a huge amount of time out of your work life. We know that people say they spend 80% of their time when raising capital and 20% on their business. We wanna minimize this stuff minimize your wasted time, get organized before the show, create folders and subfolders and label your folders executive summary. And then there's the executive summary for angels and executive summary for VCs and the one for corporate funds, on and on and on. And for emails, the, sec the same thing. You want an email for the initial angel group outreach and for the angel group follow-up post first meeting and post pitch event and so on. You want all of these things templated out. Right. So on my list, I have the exec summary for angels, VCs, and corporate funds. For emails, I've got an initial angel group, an initial, uh, excuse me, an angel group follow-up for the first meeting and an angel group follow-up for a post-pitch event. I have individual angel outreaches and post-first pitches and individuals VC outreaches. You get the idea? And the same thing for the corporate funds. And then finally, we get to the pitch decks. And I have some for initial angel groups, live pitches for angels, individual angel outreaches, um, you know, the deck for, that goes with that first email, uh, the deck that goes with an individual angel pitch. The reason the angels and the angel groups are different is an individual angel may have a particular focus. And they, you have to address whatever it is that lets them know this is personalized for you. Same thing for the VCs, group VCs versus an individual one, and ditto for the funds. All right, lots and lots and lots of personalization. Get organized first or you are going to get swamped. That's right. And the template system is just having like one from column A, one from column B, you match them up to create what it is that you need mm -hmm. to set up for a particular right. set. Before we go to our break, uh, there's one success hack um, I think we need to talk about. It won't take long. Um, always send calendar invites. Oh, yes. One of my favorites, number four. It was Natalie Molina from Brava Ventures who tweeted not too long ago this brilliant statement. She said, Setting a meeting without sending a calendar invite is a clear signal that you do not expect the invitee to attend. I think she's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely correct. If you don't block off the other party's calendar, whatever appointment time you set is sure to be booked by someone else. When sending the calendar invites, please include an agenda in the notes. This is a clear indication that you are organized and you're not going to waste the time of the VC or anyone else that you expect and you expect them to be prepared. And that's a killer piece too. If you send the agenda, you send the signal that you expect the other party to be prepared. That one is going to save you a fortune worth of time. Teach it to every person inside your organization. Absolutely. 
So we have to take a break now for our sponsors, but after the break, we'll come back and talk more about our success hacks for raising capital. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about hacks for your fundraising, ways to leapfrog to better results. Uh, before the break, we discussed how to get organized to get her done with appropriate research, templates, and pitch decks. That is right, multiple decks. Now, Jillian, now that we are all organized and we have achieved a meeting with a potential source of capital, what do we do next? Oh, now's a good time to panic. Actually, here's the deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hear it way too often to know that it's not so. It's like we're all slogging through to get it, but as soon as you get the meeting, everybody goes, blah. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I should point out this term leapfrog that we are using so cavalierly. There is a book 
called Leapfrog. It is by Natalie Molina from Bravo Ventures. And I'm going to give her a plug today because she's the one who gave us that wonderful tweet. And she has a lot more leapfrogging ideas. Uh, go check out her book. Uh, Natalie is spelled N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E and Molina, M-O-L-I-N-A. Quite a brilliant book. If I had written a book, boy, I would have written that one word for word. I just loved reading her book. Okay, so now we're all organized and somebody said yes. Let's talk about attitude, behavior. These are critical and often overlooked. So I'd say, and uh, let's start with understanding kind of clearly who's the buyer, who's the seller in every dialogue, right? Because every conversation has a buyer and a seller. The seller is the supplicant, the one with less power. The buyer is the master of the conversation. That's the one with more power. And in every conversation in life, you need to know which one you are. So where do we go from there, Anne? Well, into success hack number five. You, founder, person, are the seller. The VCs are the buyers. And so tell us what that really means. <laughs> yeah, get with the program, folks. You are the seller. You are the one with the less power. So know what that means and what you have to do for it and what will happen when the tables turn someday in the future. So how each party engages with the other says something about who they are and how comfortable they are in their role and with themselves and perhaps how accustomed to the role there are, how generous or selfish and whether they subscribe to the theory of servant leadership or despotism. So here's what you need to know in these things. As an entrepreneur seeking money from the people who have the money, we VCs and angels, you are the seller. You're in the junior position in this conversation from beginning to end. And don't let that ever slip your mind. I find that the VC, uh, excuse me, that the entrepreneurs who fail to raise capital often miss this little step and they get somehow, if you will, uh, frustrated as though it was somehow their right to be frustrated with the vagaries of those who have more power. You're just going to have to get with the program. All right. So you've got an idea. You're selling your idea to the people who have money to invest in it. Doesn't mean you have to be a, a dish rag or a, a doormat, but remember, you're the seller. The VC is the buyer. Now, sure, they're investing capital in your idea, but they have a wealth of opportunities to invest in. So you're competing for capital like any other brand. Therefore, your job is not only to tell them why they should buy your butter over all other brands of butter, by which I mean other brands building the technology you're building, but also why they should buy butter versus margarine or oil versus mayonnaise. In other words, over all the technologies that they might invest in, why even consider the technology that you're working on, all right? Today, for example, we hear AI and IoT and blockchain and ARVR and so on. Well, why should they go for ARVR over blockchain? Why should they go for blockchain over IoT? Why should they do? You get the idea. It isn't just about your direct competitors, but rather the entire sector competitorship. When you're the seller, it's incumbent on you to do the following things. You show up when and where it is convenient for the VC, not necessarily when it's convenient for you. So what do you do? You just make sure that you've sent them the calendar invite. You have to find the time that's going to work mutually. I get it, but it's up to you to show up on their schedule. Number two, what do you think? You take this one, Anne? Sure, close to my heart. Dress to put your target buyer at ease. This okay does not mean get gussied up, 
or wear clothing in which you are so uncomfortable that you cannot perform at the top of your game. Certainly all your wits must be about you when you pitch to capitalize your company. It does mean you will be mindful about where the ball is about to bounce, not where it is bouncing today. So what does that mean? Wait a minute. You're dressing for where the ball is going to bounce. Okay. <laughs> not, not for basketball, okay. not for soccer. You know. Okay. Okay. Go, go USA. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so explain us. <laughs> right now. If okay. you're going to run a multinational, multi-billion dollar corporate structure, you'll be in the public eye. You'll give speeches to your hundreds, thousands, or tens of thousands of employees around the world. You may be asked to testify before government entities, meet with heads of state, and to provide audio and video interviews. Dirty, smelly, torn, wrinkled attire is not acceptable. Dress appropriately. Okay, now that makes sense. Seriously, yeah. that, that makes full sense. Okay, I got this. Okay, so... All right. But let's just back up a minute. You're not there yet, but that's where the ball is going to bounce. So Makes you stress for what you hope to be. You know, this has always been true in uh, business dress. You know, dress up to the level that you hope to, to gain. So that makes good sense. Okay. If you cannot bathe, shave, or trim, or iron, or wear, wear wrinkle-free presentable attire, you're clearly not the person who's going to take this company to the finish line. And that is so not the impression you're looking to achieve. So be aware of the requirements of the job you're taking on and demonstrate that you are the person who can take this vision of a company to the finish line. Otherwise, even if you manage to raise capital now, you will be replaced. VCs do not play to lose. I've got to say that again. VCs do not play to lose. They play to win. Either you win for them or they will replace you. Yeah, that's actually a, a very good point. There are a number of reasons why VCs will replace the heads of companies. And while what you wear is not going to be a reason to replace you, it will be indicative of an awful lot of other habits and, um, if you will, communication styles and uh, foci. And that is just one indicator. So we're not asking you to change, um, how should I say, we're not asking you to change who you are. We're asking you to consider, excuse me, we're not asking you to change your clothes. We are asking to consider who are you deep down and how can you achieve your goal? Is it more important that you wear a ripped t-shirt or is it more important that you accomplish the goal? VCs are looking for that. Okay, so just don't be foolish about this. Okay, I'll take hack, uh, success hack number five. Don't wait for replies. Don't explain delays. Don't apologize, right? If you're writing an email that begins, with my apologies, I'll be out of town speaking at a London conference or you know, fill in my super special area of expertise, right? Next week, could I call when I return? Eh, you've already broken several rules of human conversation as described way back in hack number four, which was you're the seller, they're the buyer. Remember who's in, you know, in which position? Skip the apologies. You're a CEO, act and speak like one. You delete the first phrase and all the extraneous words and you rewrite the email so that it says, Dear Andy, thanks for your email. Larry and I are glad to know you're interested in taking a deeper look at our algorithm. Please let us know if meeting via Google Hangouts, Zoom, go to meeting, whatever, on August 1st at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Saving Time works for you. 
I'll send a calendar invitation so you don't double book the time. Best, Sergey. Okay, now you practice writing excellent communications that establish your ability to speak with authority, understand whether it's your obligation to set the time, send the invitations and confirm the meeting dates and times that work for the other party or not, and that you can make plans concisely without wasting your time or other people's times. You will edit and you'll re-edit those practice emails until the process becomes second nature. You're going to need this skill in your business dealings. There was not one extra word in that little email I just read to you. So think about that. Your job is to make sure that you have proffered the time. If it isn't convenient, trust me, the other guy's secretary will go and tell you what time is convenient. But it's your job to put it out there. And we'll go ahead and put this email draft up on our Facebook page so that people can actually see just how concise it is and emulate it. Excellent. Okay, what's success hack number six, Anne? Okay, answer the critical questions first. When you're making any kind of pitch and even when speaking with friends and family, get in the habit of answering the recipient's burning question or questions first. Far too often salespeople, and we've already <laughs> ascertain that you are the salesperson in this conversation, so let's get on with it. Salespeople wait until the end of their pitch to reveal the cost. Timeshare salespeople do this. Used car salespeople do this. You don't want to be either of those. If you wait until the end to answer the question the listener really wants to know, your audience will not be listening to all the wonderful information you want to share with 100% of their attention. They'll be waiting perhaps even anxiously, until you get to what they want to know. So tell your audience what they want to know first. You will, of course, figure this out in your research, right? Yes. <laughs> plenty of time to tell them what you want to tell them and what you know they need to know later. Your action item is to find out what your audience wants to know before you meet them. Now that you're an excellent email writer, this will be easy. Dear Andy, Larry and I are looking forward to discussing our new search engine with you. We want to be sure we're prepared to answer your questions. Is there any documentation on our process that you'd like to review before we meet or anything specific that you'd like us to review when we meet? Looking forward to seeing you at your office on Thursday at 11. Best, Sergey. Ah, so I note that you were able to assure Andy that you didn't intend to waste his time. You reminded him of the exact location, date, and the timing of your upcoming meeting in one short email. Now, if you get a response like, nothing in particular, see you Thursday, you will have given at least this demonstration of your ability to be thorough, organized, and efficient. And you will likely see Andy at the meeting place because he's not likely to forget it or skip it. The engagement increases compliance. Absolutely. So be careful not to overdo this. <laughs> yeah. Before a meeting can remove the necessity to meet in person at all, and you do not want that to happen. Too much communication also shows that you have ah, nothing better to do uh, than write too many emails or your style is to waste other people's times. So you certainly don't want to send that message. I totally agree on both points. So it's a fine line that you walk between sending a reminder, asking for what they'd like to cover and so on. As much information as you can elicit from the other person first, the better off you will be when you arrive. 
putting agendas in those, uh, you know, email invitations, uh, calendar invitations, also terribly important. Uh, you can even ask if there's anything they'd like to add to it. So all of these things help to make your meetings efficient. And these are the kinds of uh, behaviors that you're looking to project so that venture capitalists know this is the person who can take me to the finish line. That's right. What we're talking here about is execution. Great ideas, find them everywhere. It's the ones who can execute that will take it to the finish line. So we need to take a break for our sponsors and then we'll come back with some of our, we'll try and sum up our top fundraising hacks for this is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about success hacks for raising capital or how to leapfrog your way to better results. And yes, we borrowed uh, the term leapfrog from our friend, uh, Natalie Molina, and her wonderful book that she wrote for uh, particularly young women um, entrepreneurs called Leapfrog. So let's dive in with some top tips. Absolutely. So I'm going to say top tip number one is actually to find out who funded similar companies. This is about doing that research stuff. In your research process, what you want to do is create a list of venture capitalists who have funded version one of what you're building version two of. Right? If they got money back from version one, in other words, they had a successful exit, then they're going to likely be interested in what version two looks like. So let's say they invested in LinkedIn and you've got the next stage of LinkedIn, whatever it is. 
more to the better, they're likely to do it again. They invested in early stage social platforms and you have the next big thing in social platforms, they're more likely to invest in you. You wanna find out who did it, not just which VC company did it. There's going to be a number of VC companies at different stages of the game. There will be even different angels at different stages of the game. It's never just one. So you want to get a hold of all of them and then you want to determine who might champion you through that process. If they didn't have a successful exit with version one, they're probably not on your short list. So my top tip is find out who funded version one that was a successful exit of whatever you're building version two, three, or four of. Um, and then those are your people on the top list. And that turns it into a must have if it's the next logical step for you know the next version of something um, of that they've already invested in. And the other thing that this falls into is if they've already invested in it, and particularly if they had a pleasant exit from it, that will show you, show uh, them and you that you belong together. In other words, they understand the problem you are solving. So that's such a key element uh, when you're talking to any investors is that they can, they can get what you're talking about. Absolutely. They'll know your industry. They will have had a happy experience with it. They're far more likely to fund you. So tip number two, yeah. I'm going to say, take a look for capital in other places than venture capital firms. Um, for a VC, I'm kind of bad, you know, down on VCs, I know. But seriously, it's not just venture capital companies who have capital to invest these days. So it's not that they're not the right people to do it. After all, I, you know, tip number one said go after those guys, right? But tip number two would be looking at company funds, industry-specific company corporate funds, essentially. Sometimes it's a little easier to get capital that way if you are meeting the specific need of the corporation itself. So if you're in pharma and you're working on something that is the next gen of whatever pharma is interested in and so on, that's a good place to uh, look for those particular funds. It's a little dicey. If you go for corporate funding, um, you want to make sure that you don't close the doors to other corporations who might be your exit strategy. So, you know, if, if Amazon funds you and you're all about kind of AWS type services or something, will Microsoft not fund you as well? Uh, will they not uh, buy you because they're into Azure, not AWS or Google Cloud or whatever it is? Uh, if you're in, in this farm, you know, if Johnson & Johnson is interested, will the, the next, uh, you know, Merck do it as well? and so on and so forth. You want to be careful about that. If you're able to develop a consortium or co-investing plan in which numerous companies in the same field will invest in you, that's kind of optimal. It says, hey, all the big players in this industry are interested in us. At your next round, VCs are really going to be looking at that. So that's how you want to use company funds when possible. If, however, you have the kind of company that will exit neatly and smoothly into one other company, you want to get them to have a seat at the table reasonably early. They can give you first funds and they can give you last funds. In other words, they can buy you. So that's just one of the ways to look at it. There are even things like um, endowments and nonprofit funds that also have corporate investment arms that's good too. And of course, everybody knows about my capitalization stack, which says, what can you sell today to build what you have to tomorrow? Where can you get funding that is non-dilutive? All of those things should be in your consideration. But if you're going after capital, just look a little broader than just the conventional venture capital firms. 
that is correct. So I think we need to wrap it up with our final top tip and it is follow through. <laughs> organized and follow through. This is a really bad time to drop a ball. You know, if get even college interns to help keep you organized, do whatever it takes, but do not let the water flow by you under the bridge you know, when you're supposed <laughs> to be in the canoe. Just don't do that. Uh, be sure you follow through. It's, it, it goes back to all those other kinds of um, activities that we've already talked about in this episode about uh, how you dress and how you communicate. Following through is a very important element of proving that you indeed are an organized executor who can carry this to the finish line for your investor. Yes. We, we often say the ideas, that's the 1% inspiration. 99% of it is perspiration. Show up, get the job done, don't drop this ball. And that's it for this episode of CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach and also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page, which is called CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we will know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com and now also at masters.vc. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.